From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Thank you for joining us today here at the broadcast from the poorhouse to the palace. This is Pastor Castle going through the fasts of Zechariah. We are in chapter 7. There are the first six chapters of Zechariah. Zechariah revealed the future. Eight visions that came to him in the night as they began to rebuild the temple. Remember, they laid the foundation of the temple for six years. It had laid desolate. Zechariah and Haggai came back to uh, rebuild the temple and uh, encouraged the people, hey, can finish the work that you started. And, and so we see that uh, God gave them future visions to encourage them in their present work. We've talked about that much. And now we come to Zechariah chapter 7. There's been a break of two years. In two more years, the temple will be completed. There were four feasts that the children of Israel had kept, or fasts that they had kept, and that was chapter 7 and 8 deals with Zechariah's fast, Zechariah's futures, chapter 1 through 6, Zechariah's fast, uh, chapter 7 and 8. And so here in chapter 7, we, see, we have seen how those four fasts were accomplished. We've seen the sorrow of those fasts, the sacrilege of those fasts. Now we're going to look at the salvation of those fasts in verse 8 through 14 today. Let me read these verses for you. And the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassions every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. But they refused to hearken, and pulled away the shoulder, and stopped their ears, that they would not hear. Yes, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law, and the words which the Lord of hosts hath sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it has come to pass that as he cried, and they would not hear, so they cried, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with a whirlwind among the all, nation, all the nations whom they knew not. Thus the land was desolate after them, that no man passed through nor returned, for they laid the pleasant land desolate. Uh, desolate. Now look, their salvation was found in obedience, not the establishment of one more so-called good work or vain tradition. Remember, they established these four fasts. God didn't ordain them. They did. It wasn't wrong that they did it. But then they started off good, but what became something good became something evil because it became just a form of religion. Look, God said, I'm interested in obedience. You're, you're saved when you obey the voice of the gospel, Romans 10 tells us. Not when we begin living for God on our own terms. God wanted them to obey his word every day instead of proclaiming a fast of self-pity and self-righteousness four days out of the year. How about that? He wanted them to live right and obediently to God's word every day instead of living uh, in self-pity and self-righteousness four days a year. And that's what we got a problem with today. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 15, God spoke to Samuel, uh, or Samuel through, through the prophet Samuel to Saul, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. God had no interest in the sacrifices of Saul, 
He wanted the obedience of Saul, and God rejected him for his disobedience. He did not accept him based on some kind of uh, pretentious sacrifice that he offered outside the will of God anyway. Now look, he said, this is my word, oppress not the widow, oppress not the fatherless, oppress not the stranger, oppress not the poor, and let none imagine evil in his ear against his brother. See, their forefathers who went into captivity didn't listen to the prophets. They didn't listen to their preachers. They didn't listen to the men of God. They pulled themselves away from God when they uh, pulled away from God's men. Now, you, that, that's just the truth of what the, God's word is teaching here. And uh, look, I said, well, I know the preacher ain't perfect. Nobody said the preacher was perfect. And I understand there's a bunch of duds, but not every pastor is a dud out there today. Now, there's people that God places in your life for you to follow. By the way, you better read Hebrews and you better read your New Testament. New Testament, God wants you to follow your spiritual authority in your church. And he raises up men uh, and gives those men a people and, uh, and joins a pastor and a people and gives a man a ministry and, and, and God gives his word and he expects that word to be obeyed and to follow. And if your preacher preaches the word of God, then you have something to follow. We read the Bible. I don't tell you what I think. I tell you what the Bible says here on this broadcast. We've been looking at every verse and every word of God in these books. You didn't know there was so much to the book of Zechariah, did you? Now look, they didn't listen. They pulled away. They were like the oxen in the yoke and their shoulder was rubbed raw because they kept trying to get out their own way and they blamed God and pulled away from God. They put their fingers in their ears and their heart became a hard heart, adamant, rejected, adamant against God's man, against God's word and against God himself. They would not be hearers and doers of the law of God by the mouth of the prophets of God. And because of this, God sent his wrath upon them and ceased to hear their prayers. And they said, you cried unto me and I would not hear. And I cried unto you because I cried to you and you wouldn't hear me. God scattered them among all nations, delivered them to bondage. They did not listen to the men of God with, sent with the word of God, so they lost all. By the way, I wish I had time to take you in through history as God scattered. Now, some of these people come home, but many of them did not go home. Many of them were scattered and went into Germany, what is today Germany, and Scandinavia, and Norway, and Holland, and many of them went into Russia. By the way, how do you know that, preacher? What happened in Germany in 1939? Oh, they rounded them all up. What happened to all the Jews in Poland? Where did those Jews come from in Poland? Where do those Jews that are coming out of the land of Israel at the rate of a, of a hundred thousand uh, or a thousand a day in the 1990s, a thousand a day out of the land of Russia, where do all those Jews come from? Oh, they were scattered in Zechariah in the days just preceding Zechariah, and very, very few of the Jews came back to the land of Israel. Most of them remained scattered. Why? Because they refused the word of God. Oh, how would you like to be scattered from your homes, dispersed into the earth, because they disobeyed? Now look, God, God says learn from your past so you'll have a prosperous future. May I say while I'm here that the Bible is not outdated? We still have the message of the prophets. Their message is still relevant, profitable, and timely for us today. If you obey God's word, you can live in, you can live in your little land of promise. You disobey, God might scatter you and dispossess you just as he has other people. God promised to inspire and preserve his word because it is just as much for us today as it was for those people in Zechariah's day. In the next chapter, God's going to turn the sorrow they're fast into salvation. And God exclaims to the voice of the prophet that he will take these fasts of sorrow and turn them into feasts of joy. The curse will become a blessing. He will give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, as Isaiah the prophet said. And as Jesus said when he sat in the temple, they will become joy and gladness and cheerful. They will be founded on the love of truth and peace. By the way, let me ask you, do you love truth and peace? The streets of the city, 
God says to Zechariah, shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets when the Prince of Peace comes again. When truth sits on the throne, there will be joy once again. You find no mention of fasting during the millennium. You do find the law of God being taught and being obeyed. You better, and I believe Christians need to fast and we need to fast like there's no tomorrow and we need to reclaim something we've lost. But let me tell you something, you need to be obedient to the Lord first. Your, your fasting won't be blessed if you're disobedient uh, to the Lord because a disobedient child only fasts out of self-righteousness and self-pity. The blessings of God are found through obedience, not self-invented sacrifices that come through a disobedient life. I hope that'll help you today. God bless you is our prayer until our time tomorrow. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the Poor House to the Palace.